welcome to the Hormones in Harmony podcast. I'm your host, Vivian Allred, former chronic illness sufferer turned trusted health practitioner. My passion is helping people to identify and address the root causes of their symptoms through my online business, Viva Natural Health. If you're struggling with confusing or stubborn symptoms that just won't go away despite your best efforts, then you're in the right place. If I can heal from a long list of symptoms and conditions, including cystic acne, hair loss, severe food reactions, and brain fog, then you can heal too. Stay tuned for weekly episodes that share expert guest interviews, Q&A, and solo episodes that are all intended to help you wherever you're at on your healing journey. The information shared on this podcast is intended for educational purposes only, and is not designed to replace the advice of your health practitioner. That said, let's get into today's episode. Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast, or welcome for the very first time if you're brand new. My name is Vivian, and on this podcast, I share a very holistic overview when it comes to hormone healing, healing from chronic illness, digestive issues, whatever you're dealing with, there's always going to be a root cause and I'm always looking to share experts and guests and solo episodes to educate you more on some of these potential root causes or tools that can help support your healing. So today's episode is a classic example of that. I wanted to talk all about energy medicine. So we are made from energy and working on our energy body whilst healing is a huge factor and is very commonly overlooked. So I was referred to Caroline, my guest, Caroline Grussell, by a client because she was looking into more of these therapies to support her own health. I was helping with the nutrition stuff, the supplements, the detox protocols. But she was like, I think you and Caroline would get on really well. And I would love for you to interview her on the podcast to go deep into the subject of Reiki. So that's what we're doing today on the episode we cover Caroline's journey into energy medicine. She started off as a lawyer and now she's very like spiritual and holistic, which I absolutely love. And she discovered this after having three children. So she realized that her previous job and career was just too fast paced, too stressful, and it just wasn't serving her. So now she works in a completely different way. And you can tell that it really lights her up. We discuss what Reiki is and how it works and if anyone can use Reiki, the answer is yes. And it can also be used distance. So you don't even have to be in the same room as someone to get this support. We also discuss extra tools that she uses, so crystals and also essential oils and how that can help us to heal and how they all kind of tie in together. We talk about the chakra system, signs of imbalance of each. I share my one of my experiences with Reiki after going into it completely unaware of the benefits really I just kind of heard the term and found someone nearby and after that first session I was hooked and I've been several times since and I'm actually going to book in for another call soon because I was re-inspired by today's podcast episode so before we get into it I'll just share a little bit more about Caroline she does go into her journey more in the episode but as an overview Caroline is a Reiki practitioner also specializing in crystal healing mindfulness meditation and is also currently studying advanced aromatherapy and massage she got into these alternative therapies around 10 years ago to aid her health and her pregnancies and as a way to take care of herself and her family more holistically. 
she started her career as a lawyer and then after having her three children she trained in Reiki and made a complete career switch in 2020 two weeks before lockdown so then she discusses what she did next and she's finally up and running and yeah has a successful practice now I'll put all of her links in the episode show notes and I hope you enjoy this episode with Caroline Grussell. Hello Caroline welcome to the Hormones in Harmony podcast. Hello thank you for having me today. I'm very excited to chat with you. I was actually referred to you by one of my clients, which I always love. So Lily, shout out to Lily if she's listening. Um, She had been working with me for a while, had pretty good success, and then she's kind of gone off onto her own, and she's always been exploring the the spiritual energy side of things because she she knew that that was um, contributing to her symptoms, um, which it is for pretty much everyone. There's always an aspect of physical imbalances and mental emotional spiritual aspect so um, she messaged me she was like I've just been working with Caroline uh, we've done some Reiki I think she was training in Reiki yes. now as well yeah she was she came to me um for Reiki level one training mm-hmm. um and we kind of got talking about you know as you do sort of things around energy and that sort of thing and um, then she said oh would you like to be on a podcast talking <laughs> about all this kind of thing and I'm like yeah I would love to do that <laughs> yeah she messaged us she connected us up on email and I was like this sounds perfect and I always love getting recommendations from clients and so I'm usually the one like go to this person follow this yeah. person and then she when people bring it to me um, I always love that so yeah thank you to her for connecting us um, and I don't know much about your story obviously um, yeah. But before we get into like what is Reiki, what is energy work and crystal healing, I just want to know a little bit more about you. So if you could share your story, we would love that just to just just to let us know where you came from, why you got into this work, why you're so passionate. Yeah, so um, I came to this quite late on. So um, I originally um, went down the legal career path. So I studied law at university and I went on to law school and then did a training contract and then worked in the city, um, which was obviously a very sort of highly stressful job. And um, I got to partner level and then decided to start my family and stepped out of um, the law to have my my family. Not quite sure kind of where I was going to go with it all, but just taking that break. And then um, it was after I've got three girls, so um, they're um, ranging from teenagers down to twelve. And uh, after the birth of my my third child, I um, suffered with postnatal depression. Except I didn't know that that's what it was. I was just feeling all these symptoms, and I was experiencing this real overwhelm, and didn't quite know what to do about it. And um, my sister suggested that I might go and try something called Reiki, which I had never, ever heard of before, didn't know what it was about. And I just thought, you know what, I'm going to try anything. I've always been quite into alternative ways of doing things. Um, I did um, hypnofertility and hypnobirthing around uh, my third child um, and reflexology I've had all the way through like my pregnancies and things so I, I'm kind of quite up for trying different things so I went along for my first Reiki um, treatment on myself and I was just I came away and it was like nothing I'd ever had before never experienced I was like wow what on earth has just gone on there that was 
so many things kind of going through my head and I was like right I'm just gonna see where this goes and um kind of did a series of Reiki treatments um and thought this is really interesting I'm really I'm really interested in how this is working for me um and it kind of was along with some other things that I was also doing alongside trying to help me with the postnatal depression Reiki treatments were a big part of it and Reiki is um, a therapy that you can actually learn yourself so you can then treat yourself so you can self-heal once you've been attuned to Reiki one and so I thought right I'm going to do this because I want to be able to access this tool for myself but I want to be able to access it for my family as well and use it on my kids which you can do that so I trained in my Reiki level one, um, I think um, a little bit after um, the birth of my third child and and I just used it on myself. So, you know, when I when I felt I needed to, I would do treatments on myself. I would start to use it on, on my children when they were little. Um, and then I, I thought, right, I want to take this to the next level. So I'm going to do my Reiki too. So I I trained in Reiki 2 level, which then allows you to um, start your own Reiki practice. That that wasn't what I intended to do. I just thought, I'll see how it's going. I was working part-time at that point as well, not back in law. I decided not to go back to that career because I just couldn't make it work with three kids and everything else. And so I was kind of growing my own Reiki, my, my own sort of Reiki practice in terms of my self-healing and working with Reiki and sort of helping myself and 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 doing it on family and friends and kids and then I thought oh you know what I'd really like to do this as my job I'd really like to start this as something that I could actually offer to other people as well um and so I decided to set up my own Reiki business um about two weeks before we went down in uh, went into lockdown oh wow so I'd literally taken the plunge mm. thought right I'm gonna go for it I'm gonna launch myself I'm gonna I'm gonna start you know start working for myself and we hit lockdown two weeks later. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, but well, is this a sign from the universe that I shouldn't be doing this? <laughs> yeah, it was like, okay, I've just taken this massive leap of faith. I've decided I'm going to do something about this. And now, oh dear, um, this has happened. And because it's obviously like a one-to-one, um, except it's not because you can do distance Reiki. Mm-hmm. So I was like, right, okay, then I'm just going to have to pivot for a little bit I'm going to have to change tack a little bit and I'll offer distance Reiki then to people so actually I built up a little bit of a distance Reiki practice over lockdown because people still wanted to have Reiki and I was just constantly showing up online I was trying to sort of you know explain what Reiki was and how distance Reiki worked and just invited people to to have a go with it and so I was actually able to carry on and and work um by providing distance Reiki um throughout lockdown and as I was very familiar with zoom during that time (laughs) well you don't have to even be on on zoom all right you can just um I would connect in and have a chat with people on the phone Mm -hmm. they would then just go off and find their space at Mm -hmm. home and I would send distance reiki and then afterwards I would send them voice notes about what had kind of come through and then if they wanted to talk about it anymore um and I was pulling in crystals and and things like that as, as well so then I would talk to them a little bit about what crystals I'd used and how you know I'd felt that that's what they needed um and then I I thought you know what I've done I really wanted to go to the next level which is master teacher so that's the very third level of Reiki 
and um, for myself on my own personal Reiki journey, but also because I would quite like to teach it as well. And you can do that once you've trained. So I I did that in between kind of coming out of one of the lockdowns and going back into the next one. I managed to fit my uh, master teacher training in. And then really, I've just kind of grown my business. And um, now I see one-to-one clients. I do some distance Reiki um, I bring my crystal healing in as well. I've learned. I went. I've learned about how to use crystals um, with my work as a Reiki practitioner. And um, essential oils is something I have really got into as well. And um, they work really nicely with what I do. So I decided that I was going to um, properly qualify to be able to use those as well. So it's kind of like bringing in a toolkit of sort of. Um, holistic but energetic tools because the oils and crystals work on an energetic level mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. so it's kind of all linked you sort of kind of go down this path and then you find that things are all linked together in quite a nice way um and I work with them on myself and at home and with my children and then I work with all of them with my clients as well and where is your in-person clinic based so I have recently just um, got a little studio in my garden. In okay. um, I'm, I live in Hartford, in Hertfordshire. Okay. Yeah. And um, so that's really nice that I have just this summer got my own space to be able to um, teach and also see people as well. Nice. Yeah, so if people are in the area, yeah. you can go in person or you have things available online. And with the distance yeah. reiki, I was always wondering, like, how does that work? But then when I started to think about it, when you're in a regular Reiki session, they don't even touch you anyway. It's just, no, you like don't. They're just I, I kind of opened my eyes at one point because I was brand new to it as well. I was like, what is this? I don't know how, I don't know who I heard it from. I just, maybe just like the holistic world. I was like, I'm just going to try everything. I'm going to try acupuncture. I'm going to try herbal medicine. I'm going to try Ayurvedic medicine just mm-hmm. as a experimenting guinea pig. Um, and then I like opened my eyes because I was like, what's happening? Like, I don't, no one said anything. No one's touched me. And I opened my eyes and the, the practitioner was just like over me with her eyes closed and just tuning the the energy. So, yeah, it's not it's probably not going to be different to doing it virtually. No. So you don't have to have your hands on someone in order to be able to connect in with the energy. What happens is um, when you do your Reiki 2 level, um, you, you were taught. Um, so Reiki is like a whole system, effectively. Um, and Reiki in itself means universal life force energy. And it works on the basis that we are all energetic beings and we're all connected by energy. So when you're working with the body, you're working with the energetic body anyway. So the fact that someone is physically in front of you, what you're actually channeling is energy and their energy. Um, and when you do your Reiki 2 training, you learn about the distance symbol, which allows you to send Reiki to anywhere in the world. So I have sent Reiki to people in America. I've sent Reiki to people in Europe. I've sent Reiki to people in other parts of this country. And the feedback that you get when people have distance Reiki is so incredible, incredible because they can feel things, they can feel sensations, or you can pick things up from, you know, what's coming, coming like the connection with the energy. And, you, you know, like I can, I can tell some, if someone's got a headache or, you know, because the energy around when you're working around the sort of headspace, you can you can feel these things going on. So it doesn't matter that the actual physical body is not in, is not there in front of you. You are able to channel Reiki across a distance. 
And how do you connect is- to that person? Is it like so, you have to like hear their voice or you have to like see a photo of them or have a piece yeah, you, of the, well, like, belonging yeah, or something? Yeah, you can, you can, you normally, um, there's lots of different ways you've taught. People have taught lots of different ways. Some, some people have like, um, I have like a drawing of a person, like of a body so that I'm working in the same way that I would if they were with me so that I'm making notes of kind of things that I found some people use a physical object like a teddy so they're kind of when they're doing they'll put their you know they'll work around like the teddy's body not necessarily the per- the client's teddy like their own they no use that it will be like it will be their whatever prop the practitioner okay. has for their distance Reiki practice right um you, you don't have that. to have any of that the distance symbol is something you learn which connects you in so you were taught it you're taught how to connect in you sort of prepare and then you will send the Reiki and then you would just do it as if you were actually treating someone. So you work through the the different chakra points, you'll kind of work around and sort of pick up energetic things happening to them. It depends. Everybody, every, every person has a different way of, of practicing Reiki and every experience that you have with Reiki. So even if you had several Reiki sessions, you will probably find each one is different just because it depends on what's happening for you at the time with you know going on in life or maybe things you know lots of people have things stored up from the past that kind of get stuck somewhere in the body um because we work with the energy body so we work with the chakras which if people don't know what they are um i'll just quickly explain they are uh, like the energy centers of the body and we have we have seven main ones. There are lots of different ones, but the seven main ones run sort of down down the body and they all relate to a physical, emotional and spiritual part of the body. So sometimes if we're experiencing symptoms somewhere in our body, it could be because the energy of that chakra might be blocked or stuck. And as a practitioner, what we do is we're channeling um, energy to put that person into a deep state of relaxation, which activates the body's natural healing process. So you are there open to receiving energy and then you kind of work through each chakra point and you kind of looking to see if maybe something's stuck or blocked or there might be something going on for them around a certain part of their body. And usually um, the client will either feel that or will feel like a release happening or, or something happening to them. Not always. Um, sometimes people will just lie there and not feel anything, but most often people will feel something releasing or, you know, um, tingling or some heat. Quite often people will feel the hand positions, even if you're not actually touching someone. A lot of people will say, gosh, I could really feel heat on that part, even though I knew your hands weren't mm. on me um what do you what do you experience as a practitioner do you have like is it does it tie into clairvoyance clair is it sentience or I get a message or a feeling I think that is is quite personal for um every practitioner but you can't help but be slightly more tuned in because every time that you go through when you've done Reiki level one two and three you've raised your vibration as well so you're, you're much more susceptible to sort of perhaps feeling. So sometimes um, I I can physically feel what somebody might be feeling, like so either an emotion or I'll feel something in my body, which I know is not mine. Um, and um, quite often I can see the colours as well. Sometimes I will strongly see a chakra colour 
um, when I'm working, that's come over practice. That's kind of come with experience and doing a lot of Reiki and, and now, you know, seeing a lot of people um, and sort of trusting in what I'm feeling when I'm doing the practice as much as just allowing the Reiki to be channeled as well. So do you think this is like available to everyone? Because I always used to think that people are born with these psychic or spiritual gifts and that they see ghosts as a or spirits as a child and then they, they're the type of person who gets into this type of work but do you feel like anyone could be trained potentially and to do this yeah so any anybody anyone can be attuned to reiki you you just have to be open to um open to it effectively you know um because we've all got the ability and once you've attuned to it it stays with you you don't lose it if you don't practice it once you have an attunement is the process by which you pass Reiki to the person. So, so you that's why you have um, the teaching element of it. So for Reiki 1, you have, um, for example, four attunements. And that's when you pass Reiki to the person so that they are then able to channel the Reiki for themselves. And then you teach people how to then use it and what it feels like. But then your personal relationship with Reiki is how it works for you 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 will work on what it's how you you know some people's hands will tingle some people's hands will go hot I think potentially if you're more prone to being that sort of open-minded person you're probably more likely to be more open to things like intuitive messages or however you want you know whatever you want to sort of um or that knowing that this is a certain way or this is a thing or this is it you know and I think that is different for everybody. It just depends how your relationship then develops with Reiki, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Okay. So level one, just to clarify, is you being able to use Reiki on yourself? So yeah, someone's attuned you? Yeah, and other members of your family and pets okay. as well. You can use it on, on your pets. So you are, you're literally sort of at, at, at the beginner's level. So you, yeah. can, you can channel it and then... Um, you can just place your hands on or off or you can intend to send, you know, give Reiki to to people. And Reiki 2, level 2, you learn um, three of the sacred symbols. So they're all over the internet now. That's just the way it is. But the, you know, the original teaching was that you were very privileged to learn these symbols. You know, it passes down through the lineage of Reiki. So there's like a lineage of teachers. So there's um Mikhail Usui who is is the the level that's what I teach is the Usui method of Reiki and then then there's a lineage underneath where he's passed the Reiki down and then it's traced all the way back down to you and then obviously then you're passing it on to whoever it is so um so the idea was that the symbols are sacred and they are passed down when you are taught that level um so that and also at level two you're also taught how to actually if you want to um have your own practice how you would go about treating people on a professional you know like on a professional level and then master um master teacher level is another step up energetically so you have you sort of raise up again one more level um in terms of being able to channel it so it's like it's more like it's like quality each time 
you're channeling the same amount of Reiki every time, but the quality of your Reiki once you then get to master. And then at that level, it's almost, um, it's like a, a system and way of life. So, you know, you would give yourself Reiki every day. There are five Reiki precepts that you're taught with Reiki one that you are, um, that you kind of live by. Um, it's sort of, you know, and you, um, you are, you're sort of working on your personal journey of healing and growth. And that's kind of what you do when you're a master. You're not really a master. It's you're not a master of anything, but it's the idea that you are mastering your healing mm. and that you've got this level now. And um, with the teacher level as well, you are then able to teach Reiki mm-hmm. to other people. Okay. And what are those five things? Are you like to share them? Okay. So, yeah. So <laughs> it starts off just for today. I will not worry. Just for today, I will not anger. Just for today, I will be grateful for my blessings. Just for today, I will do my work honestly. And just for today, I will be kind to my neighbour mm. and all living things. Mm. And that those were principles that um, kind of were developed in order to, it doesn't mean you never worry. It doesn't mean you're never angry. But what it tries to do is to encourage you to be mindful of what is present for you in your life and then trying to do something about that. You know, be kind to other people, be grateful for what you have, you know, why are you worrying? You know, how can you help yourself with that? What's the reason behind your anger? You know, it's not saying you can't ever be mm. like that. It's just saying- It's like conscious reminder. Yeah, be aware that, you know, these are kind of precepts that sort of bring you back to a sense of um, who you are and how you're living and sort of, you know, it's like a grounding and centering really. So I love yeah. that. It's just a nice reminder for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't need to be Reiki trained to, to necessarily live by, by those, but um, it's just a nice way, you know, and you can meditate with them. So, you know, you can yeah, start like, with Kind doing... of like affirmations, aren't they? You could look in the yeah. mirror, you could do some like tapping. Yeah, exactly. That, so yeah. Yeah. So, so, so you can you bring wish. them in you know, into your practice or you can you can do some self-reiki and you could just be chanting the precepts whilst you are giving yourself reiki as well. So yeah, it's like a it's like a system really. Are there any other things that you do on a regular basis or like promote to support your energy to keep your like so, vibration high? Do you do like yeah. meditations and things? So you're taught um sort of uh, ways to clear energy so you know as part of the the teaching um you you learn how to protect your own energy and you learn how to clear energy down because it's very important um that you are doing that as part of your process as well as so you clear cleanse your energy and then you use reiki like self reiki to sort of give yourself reiki and so you're constantly sort of checking in on your energy levels. And yeah, so if you're just giving, 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 then yeah. you're just going to be you know, an empty and, and It's interesting because I think it makes, I think it makes you much more aware of, of, of energy generally. So, you know, if you've walked into a room, for example, and there's somebody there and you're not feeling very comfortable or uh, can be the opposite as well, can't it? You can meet people and you come away and your battery, you know, you're like, wow, I feel so good after being with that person or, you know, I think it just makes you a lot more aware of what's happening to your energy because you are kind of checking in with it so much in the in, in the course of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like everyone's felt the same, like going into the room <laughs> and you can cut the tension with a knife. Yeah. That's just classic proof of energy. So people who say energy doesn't exist, we're literally 
made of energy. Yeah. You know, to like look at my table and zoom in at the even deeper than the microscopic level, you can see that everything's like vibrations and particles that are moving. Um, so yeah, we we really need to be aware whether you train to Reiki or do Reiki or not. Like just being aware of energy and keeping your energy um, protected is really important. Yeah, and I think you know my message to people generally, even if they're not Reiki trained, is you know just just make sure you're checking in every now and again mm. on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and just. Be aware of, you know, what what might be draining your energy, you know, what situations or what people or, you know, sometimes we can't always help what's going on because situations are situations. But I think the more you become aware of what's going on, you can then start to put in the tools, perhaps, to help you manage it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to be aware of it first before you yeah. can change it. Yeah. Do you love coffee but have been told it's bad and needs to be avoided? if you're struggling with hormone imbalances like acne, PMS, and period problems. Honestly, most coffee out there should be avoided because the majority are contaminated with things like mold and pesticides, which can drive inflammation and those feelings like anxiousness and jitteriness after drinking. But what if I told you there was a coffee option that tastes great, is organic and mold-free, and also provides healing properties from reishi mushroom spores? Enter Organo King Coffee, my latest obsession. I didn't drink it for years because it would always wreck my sleep and leave me feeling like an anxious mess. But King Coffee does the exact opposite. Don't worry, it's not one of those fake coffee alternatives made from herbs. And if you've tried other mushroom coffee brands out there, I promise this one actually tastes good and is way better and provides so many more health benefits. If you haven't already heard of the benefits of reishi mushroom or Ganoderma, then let me give you a quick overview. It's known as the king of medicinal mushroom family due to its superpowers such as supporting healthy immune balance and being an adrenal adaptogen. This means if your immune system's overactive due to autoimmunity or suppressed because of things like chronic infections and you're not really sure if your cortisol levels are high or low, the ratio can help to balance things out and it promotes homeostasis within the body. It's also antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal, anti-inflammatory pretty much everything that we want from a product. Because of its potency, I'd recommend starting slowly if you're someone who's struggling with more complex chronic health issues or is sensitive. If you're thinking, why can't I just take a reishi mushroom supplement? Good question. Organo use a patented process to gently crack the inner and outer shell, offering 99% bioavailability of the reishi mushroom spores. I also explain this as being like the differences with probiotics the regular lactobacillus, bifidobacterium options that we can all buy readily in health food shops have some benefit, but nowhere near as much as the spore-based probiotics that I use all the time with clients. Wanting to give Organo King Coffee a try for yourself? Visit vivanaturalhealth.myorganogold.com. This will all be spelled out and linked in the episode show notes and also my bio link on Instagram. I really hope you love it as much as I do, but now let's get back to the show. I'll just share my experience with Reiki. So I've probably done it about three or four times um, over the past few years. And it started as just like a experimentation. Let's just see what this is all about. Um, but then obviously something drew me back to it and I, I felt a noticeable difference. So the I think it was the first time that I went, was a little bit unsure as to what was going on, but the room itself was like really dark. It was like a dark day outside not a like ounce of sun in the sky 
and she was like working a lot on my around my head because I like looked up and saw her she's like keep your eyes closed (laughs) (laughs) and um she said that there was a lot of imbalances with my crown chakra Mm -hmm. and she I think she was also psychic medium so she was she asked do I if there's anything that comes up do you want me to tell you and I was like obviously yeah tell me everything and some people just want silence they just want to lay on the bed for an hour in peace but I was like tell me anything that comes up so she was like working really hard on my crown chakra she said there was a lot of like energy there that needs to be released and as she was doing it it felt like the sun had like come out of the sky and it was like a hot summer's day um, I could just see like the the rays of the sun um, and I just felt like this energy shift and everything just felt clearer and brighter. And I honestly thought that the sun had come from behind the cloud and it was like a really nice day. And then I looked afterwards and it was the exact same dark, gloomy, grey day. And as soon as I left, as soon as I got in my car after the appointment, this was an in-person one, I had the worst headache ever and I never really struggled with headaches but it was like as soon as I got in the car and it lasted about three hours on the dot and then it just went without any interventions at all and I was like wow that's if she's been working on my head area and I get this headache that has no other explanation and I visibly like felt saw something shift and felt a difference then that was my proof that it was doing something and she told me about all of these other imbalances um, in my body but that was like the main one so I have been back and yeah she was telling me things about work situations that were going on at the time it was when I was wanting to leave my part-time job um, and do my nutrition business full-time and I was worried about that and she was saying like go for it um, and she could completely like she knew everything that was going on and I didn't she did not research me she didn't even know my last name um, so yeah really powerful stuff so that was my experience um, and I just showed the Crone chakra and how it can be linked to things like headaches um but i would love for us to go through if you want to go through all of them or just some of the main ones that you see imbalanced and maybe some symptoms of imbalance in that area and what someone might be experiencing or what they yeah. could benefit from if if that was released yeah so it's interesting because usually um you know people just think that you know so Reiki is like a holistic treatment. So it, it treats everything. And quite often I have people who have come in for a treatment thinking that they are coming for something. And then it's actually been an experience for something completely mm. different. That has Like they start processing the grief or the trauma yeah. while, they're, yeah. while they're in your little clinic. Something else yeah. has, is there and has been released or brought up mm. as a result. So, so we work on the basis that we um, we kind of start with the root chakra, which is our base. That's our sense of safety and security. That's how, you know, um, we, that's that's um, related to sort of like the lower organs of the body. Um, so, if we have like um, issues with like going to the toilet and things mm-hmm. like that, you know, it's normally because we'll have got um, an unbalanced or blocked um, root chakra. Mm-hmm. Um, Even a lot of like a lot of the listeners will have a lot of menstrual pelvic issues, period problems, fertility yeah. stuff. That's to do with your sacral. Ah, sacral. Okay. Yeah. So um, so that's the chakra that's uh, the next one up. Okay. So you think about where so in our body the roots kind of sit really at the mm. very, like at the like the coccyx. Yeah, kind yeah. of like kind of like there. So 
you know, um, if that's kind of, if so, if we're, if that's, we could, you know, if we've got big feelings of anxiety, we're not feeling safe, we're feeling very sort of out body or, un, you know, sort of ungrounded, it's usually because your root chakra is unbalanced. Mm-hmm. And if the root chakra is off, usually that will throw a lot of the mm-hmm. other chakras up. Because if you think about it, if like a little system there, your root chakra is here, and then your kind of other chakras. So if that's not working properly, then all mm-hmm. of the other ones will be out of alignment as well. So, so that's the first chakra that you kind of are, are looking at, which, um, and then as you move up, you get to the, the sacral, which is related to, so hormone problems, you know, things that are going around there, especially, you know, for people who have got, um, you know, um, I don't know, things happening during their periods or anything like that. And sometimes I can tell when someone's on their period as well, because you can feel a lot of energy kind of going mm. on around that area. Um, so you want to, you know, um, also I'm working with a lot of menopausal women at the moment. So things are kind of all out of balance and stuff. And not only just that, but a lot of the symptoms that come with menopause are related to other parts of the chakra as, as well. So it's, um, yeah, so, so if you, so, so sacral will be your kind of just below your belly button, that sort of position there, um, that has all kinds, you know, if it's not just the physical things that can happen, that's where you're kind of like, it's like your passion, your creativity, your sort of um, joy for life kind of wants to come from there, sort of. So sometimes if you're feeling a bit low or whatever like that, you know, you can have the sacral chakra, perhaps not quite in balance. Then you get the solar plexus, which is just sits underneath like our rib cage, underneath like the breastbone there. Um, the solar plexus is where we hold our confidence and our power and our self-worth. Um, so people who are sort of suffering from low self-esteem or low confidence or something like that, you know, could be because there's something going on around the solar plexus. It can have things that may be related to going things going on in the past for them, you know, sort of not feeling confident um, because of situations or whatever. Um, so that, that sort of sits there. Then the heart chakra is usually quite a big one for people. A lot of people, that's where you hold your feelings, like your feelings, it's, it, it connects the two the top chakras and the bottom chakras um and um it kind of governs your love for yourself it governs your love for others you hold a lot of feelings and a lot of people shut that chakra down whether they realize it or not because they kind of taught not to feel you know I think that you know don't don't let your feelings kind of govern you you know a lot you know a lot of the time we're told to sort of stop crying or stop you know and and people just hold a lot of things in the heart chakra whether they realize it or not um so that's usually quite quite a lot of people usually have things going on around that space even if they don't really realize it um the next one is the throat chakra again. Um, that's quite a big one for a lot of people because that's speaking our truth. That's our voice. That's being heard. That is speaking up um, when you're when you're in a situation. Um, and if if a lot of people have have not been able to talk about things or are not able to express themselves, then quite often the throat chakra will will be blocked or there'll be things kind of going on physically for them, like coughing or persistent cough or sore throat or something. Thyroid issues. I see yeah, that all the yeah. time. Thyroid issues. You know, it's it's like the body's talking to you all the time, all the time. It's just that we don't always take the time to listen to it or we're not aware that that's what's kind of happening. Um, so, yeah, so... 
So sometimes, you know, you can get a physical symptom relating to a chakra if there's something going on there. Although it might not necessarily be a physical symptom, it might just be it's manifesting as a physical symptom because you haven't processed or dealt with whatever the underlying emotional mm-hmm. side of things are. So, um, so you can, some, yeah, so for example, somebody with a blocked throat chakra would have maybe get lots of sore throats or mm-hmm. coughs or whatever. Um, then we have the third eye chakra, which is kind of here. That is to do with um, intuition and um, kind of like the um, clear thoughts, um, clear thinking, um, tapping into, you know, um, intuitive power, like uh, trusting your own intuition, thinking with your head versus thinking with your heart type of thing. Um, and then you've got the crown chakra, which is like our connection to the higher whatever is your higher um whatever that might be um you know um I, I would just say reiki is not it's not linked to any religion or anything like that it's just um it's so it's not associated with any religion at all so anybody can 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 sort of tap into reiki um it's that connection to something greater than us mm-hmm. whatever that might yeah. be universe god yeah 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 so so then obviously crown chakra you know if you came away with a headache after she was working a lot around your head. And I was then, I was uh, not very like intuitive or spiritual at the time. So that would make sense. I've completely changed yeah, it. Maybe that was the starting point where I started like paying attention to my own body and stop outsourcing my health to the doctors and the medical system. I was like, oh, maybe I have some power here. And maybe I am being divinely guided and supported by the universe. Um, so that might have been the pivotal moment that, everything's shifted who knows I think uh, certainly um you know people are quite interested I think sometimes with what happens to them when they when they come for Reiki because like I said a lot of people come thinking they're coming for a reason and leave with a completely different thing having happened to them during the session but it's not always about sometimes it's not always about that that session time it's not just about what happens in the hour it's kind of the shifts that happen afterwards as well because the energy has been you know you've been working with the energy body you've been releasing and, sh- and shifting things and that can be ongoing as well so you know it can be I've had clients who've messaged me you know sort of three weeks down the line and was like do you know what I've just suddenly realized that this thing has shifted for me and I've just realized it now that that's actually gone hmm. and it took them that long to kind of for it to sort of work through um, so they might not have these breakthrough revelation yeah. moments on like in the session so yeah they might not feel like anything's changed they might be like what was that like why have I just spent that money and then three weeks later they might have a, a moment then or it might just be that they've slowly realized they're acting differently in different situations or they're not triggered in the same way as they used to be they just have this realization that oh yeah actually has shifted yeah and I think the other misconception is it's like you know people think one session will fix them. You know, I've had people come like, right, if you could just fix me in this hour. And I'm like, okay. Doesn't, you know, you wouldn't go to improve your physical health by one visit to the gym and thinking that's it, I'm done. So it's exactly the same thing with your well-being. If you are here because there are some things to be working through, then that is, you know, you will be working through them. <laughs> that's going to take more than one hour on, you know, of Reiki. That's going to involve reiki plus you doing things outside as well and looking at your overall life 
style and working through some steps and things to kind of help manage that you know it's not it's not a silver bullet fix by any means but what it does do I think is just is start you on that journey of a slightly more awareness of what is actually happening for you in your body and what are some other ways that what was like the homework that you'd give your clients it's <laughs> so, like meditate every day or to do no, like no, journaling it, practice it depends because it depends again what what's come up like with the chakras so for example if someone is um I've I've got a client who was working through grief but anger as well and she couldn't express the anger to the person because she couldn't so I said to her okay how about trying some journaling how about writing a letter how about allowing that to come out but in a way that allows it to come out but you if you don't directly want to speak to the person perhaps you could write a letter or perhaps you could journal a little bit around what you're feeling with this kind of anger and the grief and everything else. And she did go away and she worked on, you know, she said, oh, that's actually really helping me to mm. kind of write about it mm-hmm. because I can't speak it out. Yep. And, um, you know, if someone's working on, I don't know, if people feeling a little bit off balance or ungrounded, um, you know, like it's about connecting back in. It's about making sure that every day you are doing something that does actually ground and center you so go outside get into some nature go for a walk um be mindful when you're doing your activities don't just make yourself a really quick cup of tea actually maybe sit down for five minutes think about the warmth of the mug think about actually the process of of drinking and just taking that rest time because you know if you're so busy all the time that you don't actually take time to then be still sometimes you know people are running on a lot of energy and sometimes my advice is you might just need to slow down a little bit because your body's clearly saying mm. I can't sustain this you know I need you know it's not bad to rest it's not you know we need to rest we need to be we need to you know meditation is a way of being but it's not for everybody you know you it's again it's like a practice you you, and you need to find what works for you as well some people don't want to sit there and just I like I like to listen to music because I find it much easier to tune in to song Mm. and then I can just do myself Reiki and I've got like a little playlist that I play and I kind of you can you can do walking meditation you can listen to guided meditation and then you just practice it you practice and you try again and you try again and you try again and suddenly one day you realize actually oh i I've actually just managed to do half an hour or something, whereas I couldn't even do one minute, <laughs> you know. No, I'm the same. I thought that meditation wasn't for me for so long. So I was trying to sit there in the cross-legged position in complete silence and have no thoughts. I'm no. like, I can't do this. I'm not good at it. So let's try something else. But I actually found that listening to a guided meditation or even just like a a nice like track in the background um, yeah. really just helps me to calm my brain and maybe instead of trying to like not have any thoughts I do some visualization or some affirmations or um, yeah. gratitude at the same time yeah because actually, whatever will work you're you. not tr- you're not trying to sit there with no that would be totally unrealistic to sit there and think you're not going to think about anything what you're what you're trying to do is 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 quiet quieten down the body quieten down the mind and acknowledge that things are going to come but you just let them come and drift through and then you go back to your practice and then you come and then you find 
find of over time that actually the length of time between thoughts might increase because actually you can just sit in a little bit of a state of just calmness and stillness but you've kind of trained yourself well that's that's what people want they want you this is the harder work isn't it to really (laughs) go inwards and really like tune into what's happening in your brain and um, what these deeper wounds are that you have and start to like bring them up a little bit to to heal them and people that's why it's so much easier for them to just like come to you or me like okay an error of your time like let's fix fix my chronic health issues in that time <laughs> and then you tell them to like go meditate and slow down and they're like no 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 can I just like take a supplement or can you just use your healing hands and yeah. can you do it for me yeah and I you know I, a lot of the time I have to you know I and I'm I talk about this quite a lot you know I'm not I'm not the healer you are mm-hmm. I'm I am allowing the space I'm holding that space for you um I'm here in a you know you're in a safe space because a lot of people will talk about things that are going on for them so you know it's it's about the whole thing going on for the person it's not just what you know that one hour it's about kind of looking at the whole picture for them and some people just want to come and have an hour and that's it but, you know, when you start to build a relationship with a client, especially if they're working on something that's quite significant, it's it's really nice to sort of see that progression happen as they're doing the work as well. And you're kind of, you're basically guiding and helping and supporting them on their healing journey using all these different tools that you have mm-hmm. that you're trying to show them maybe try this and mm-hmm. see if that works for you it's not you know some of these things are not going to be for everyone and, and that's fine you know so the same things for my clients absolutely <laughs> you know just try try and see what works for you have a go I can suggest this I know this has worked for me or I know this has worked for someone else see if it might work for you mm-hmm. and it's just about trying all those different ways and bringing in your own toolkit to help you mm-hmm. yeah tapping back me, into the intuition again yeah yeah listening to your body listening to what you need um and then putting in place whatever that might be yeah teaching them how to take care of themselves so that they don't have to rely on someone else like I'd say the same I'll give you the plan I'll be here if you need me but my job long term is to help you heal yourself and you to be able to navigate when things happen and know what supplements to take when it's cold and flu season so that you don't have to keep relying on someone um so yeah same thing so how do you incorporate crystals and essential oils into your work so um i um also trained in crystal healing as well so it works in so crystals will hold their own energetic vibration so all the different crystals that you have around and you see around all carry their own qualities and their own energetic qualities so when you are when I do like a crystal healing uh, a crystal reiki healing um I have these um like flat disc crystals that I use that I place on the chakras and then I use the kind of the work with the energy of the specific crystal on each chakra point together with the reiki as well so it's just like a really nice way to add in another energetic tool um but you've got the like you know, special crystals for like the sacral chakra and yeah so yeah. there's lots of different crystals that are associated with all of the different chakras but usually um like for example 
for the um the sacral chakra for example let's say um carnelian um i've got got it on my bracelet a little bit like that sorry for those people who can't see it mm-hmm. it's like an orangey colored crystal it's called carnelian um it is a crystal that works really well with um balancing hormones and the female reproductive system and i wear it because um yeah i'm perimenopausal and you know I kind of want to work with sort of like the crystal energy around that um so yeah so lots of those you know things like I don't know amethyst which is a really nice calming crystal um you can use that for like sleep helping you with sleep you can place it on the third eye it works with the third eye chakra um clear quartz is one for the crown chakra because it's it brings focus and clarity and actually it's like um it's a bit like a master crystal clear quartz you can you can program it for whatever it is that you want so it's basically using uh another tool that works with energy to help with whatever it is that might be going on for the person so quite often I will say to somebody okay um I kind of get a sense when I'm working with them what kind of crystal might might work for them so then I'll suggest maybe they might want to have a go at working with a crystal for a bit and see if that kind of helps them as well and it's the same thing with the essential oils so they hold energetic qualities as well so for example um citrus oils are are um lovely mood boosting so things like wild orange lemon um are very uplifting kind of the sense um so you would maybe um, you could put a drop of wild orange in the shower in the morning and that's kind of a nice way to sort of wake up your senses and sort of lift your mood in the morning and then at night time um, there's lots of different oils that you can put into a diffuser for sleep lavender is being you know lavender being one of the key ones um, vetiver also works really well and it's just about working with the energy of the essential oil and um what I'm learning now, what I'm studying with the advanced aromatherapy is how the qualities of the oil will work with certain emotional and physical symptoms that somebody might come with, which, you know, obviously goes really nicely with what I do. So, um, yeah, so so they're kind of all energetic tools that work really well together. On I'm guessing the quality of the essential oil and the crystal is also important. So how do we yes. find good quality stuff? Yeah, 100%. So I, I work with doTERRA. Um, I don't just buy any old essential oil mm. off the internet because it's not, you know, um, I know that doTERRA are high-grade therapeutic oils. Um, they are, they rigorously test them and, you know, they are of such top quality Then that's what I use on myself and on my kids. And, you know, I'm always making that roller blends for the children for like <laughs> exam time and and sort of, you know anxiety or sleep or whatever and I'm just giving them and they'll go oh so and so at school said could you just could you just make a roll of blend please for them and, oh, could you just get a crystal mum oh, to help my I friend with this that and all the rest of it <laughs> you're the mum of the, yeah, the school group yeah so I'm like yeah that's fine just like tell them this and tell them that and they could try this and they could try that mm-hmm. and so you know my kids have grown up with Reiki you know and yeah. and you know they'll ask me to send it to them you know like my daughter my oldest daughter's at university and she's like mum can you send me some reiki mm. I'll send it to her you know I've, I've given them reiki to help through like you know just done a levels and gcses and I was helping you know um so they've grown up with me using reiki all the time everywhere on myself in the house um you know and on them when they were little and now that's just part of their life now that's kind of that's like, so lucky 
Yeah. I'm sure some people would. I've heard of like kids who grow up with holistic parents and they can go like one way or the other. They could be like, I'm going to go and eat McDonald's every meal and I don't care about energy and I'm just going to like take drugs and party because I don't want to be like that. Or they can like really like start the adult life off on a good foot because they have all of these tools to help regulate their emotions and yeah, they have like natural remedies to turn to when they're sick. So it sounds like your daughters are like, yeah, mum mum knows what she's doing and we wanna <laughs> we wanna benefit from that. Yeah. And I'm trying to teach them about, you know, you listen to your body. Whereabouts is that emotion? Where are you feeling that anxiety? Where is it that you're, you know, let's think about that. Okay, that's that. So we need to think about, you know, here are some things that we can do, or you know, even or then I know also where I can send Reiki to them as well. So it's 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 about teaching them to to sort of take a little bit of responsibility and control as well over managing things that I think sometimes, especially young kids, don't always understand that what they're feeling might be anxiety or worry and being able to vocalise it and talk about it and then try and help them with ways that perhaps they can manage it, I think is really important. Mm -hmm. Um, I was talking to my boyfriend about this the other day um, because I work with so many clients and they tell me that, some of them have had really like traumatic childhoods and um, maybe now they're dealing with a lot of digestive issues. And they said that they've always had it for as long as they've known. They've always had chronic constipation or gas or bloating. Um, and they said they didn't know at the time it was stress related or anxiety. They just were told or believed that they had a nervous stomach or they worried yeah. a lot or um, they were just like really tense and shy. And I just couldn't. I just couldn't relate to that at, at all. So I was talking to my boyfriend. I'm like, can you believe that there's kids who have like anxiety? I, I just never felt that until I was, I think maybe in like year nine, when I was doing exams that maybe came up a little bit, but there are some people out there who I was obviously fortunate enough to have a, a good childhood where I didn't feel stress or at least I don't remember ever feeling stress, but there are some people out there who that's just a day-to-day constant. That's the normal, isn't it? Yeah, That's really I mean, eye-opening to think that a lot of people don't have these tools and these resources to help them. Like, if only they knew that they could, like, give themselves energy or they could just, like, release their emotions through singing or dancing or journaling at the time or just expressing it through chatting to someone about it. But people yeah. are just told so either... Many more. So yeah, many just more to suppress it down. You know, art therapy, so, yeah. you know using using art and drawing to kind of work through emotions um there's a lot of things coming through now in the somatic movement and that being really powerful um to kind of shift and move things that might be going on for people so I think think it's it's and I think this younger generation is a lot more open I think a little bit to sort of maybe trying something that might be slightly different to the norm you know actually I'll give this a go maybe this might work you know and I think I think that's great. I think, you know, like I said, you might try something and it's not for you. That's fine. Keep trying, keep going, keep keep looking at all these hugely different things that you can go out there and, and try out to see what helps you manage, you know, look at the whole thing that's going on for you. It's about looking, you know, how are you sleeping? What are you eating? What's your lifestyle like? Is there a lot of stress in your life? All these things that people just, I don't know, I think don't realise are contributing a lot of the time to their health, you have to look at the whole picture 
mm-hmm. and you constantly have to work on it it's not mm-hmm. like you can't just do it for five minutes and then mm-hmm. okay I've done that that's great now why am I feeling better yeah, yeah. Like, health is yeah. a journey not a destination and yeah. even if you, you like know. improve your current symptoms because we're bombarded by so many stresses in life and environmental toxins we have to keep working on our health long term maybe yeah. not you don't have to be as strict or like diligent with certain things you don't have to maybe do your five like meditation practices every morning to keep your nervous system calm long term but yeah you're definitely going to have to do something and have yeah. that personal responsibility and it it doesn't have to be so overwhelming as well the other thing i say to people is just just start something just start with a small thing you know just bring something in see if you like it or not if you like it try and do a little bit every day then once you've kind of got that as part of your routine, then maybe look at what else you could do and try something else and bring that in. And then what you're doing is you're building a well-being toolkit for you. So you have got these things that you can pick on as and when you need them. And sometimes something might work for a bit and then it might not. And then you need to reassess what's going in that toolkit. And it's just about working through and being consistent and not making it an overwhelming thing to look after yourself either because then people get really stressed mm. out like, oh, I haven't done my 30 minutes of meditation today and oh my god that's <laughs> you know and it's like no it's, it's obviously just... not helping being no. stressed about managing your stress yeah it's it's just about you know resetting and re you know come back to it okay this wasn't such a great week with food or this wasn't such a great week with sleep okay that's fine let me try again I'll just keep going back to it and we'll have another go you know you just just kind of keep Keep bringing yourself back to an awareness and keep bringing yourself back to just trying out the different things until you find something that, or, you know, you get to a level where actually this is working for now. So we'll go with that for a bit. It's much better than beating yourself up every day. Yeah. It, it does I'm become habitual person. over time, doesn't it? Like the more that you do it, it just becomes part of your routine. Um, but also not being afraid to switch up your routine if you've you've got into a little bit of a slump with certain things um, yeah. or it's not working as well, like you said just trying something else there's so many tools and resources that we have now um, and a lot of these are free aren't they that you can do the checking in with your body the journaling going out into nature grinding your feet um so so many basic things and they're often the things that make the biggest difference yeah and breath is one of the key ones you know it's free (laughs) you know some of the you know just actually uh properly breathing or bringing in a breathing technique to help you around an anxious moment or to just manage generally you know something that's going on for you it's an accessible tool it's free and there's so many things online now that will teach you some simple practices that don't make it a big onerous thing to just switch on if you need to and you know it is about bringing you know yeah like you said it doesn't have to be something very difficult or expensive the breath can be one of the fastest ways to calm your nervous system I always say so instead of um like turning to supplements again or thinking that you have to take a medication or or anything like you just try and calm your anxiety with your breath and you'll be surprised because if if there really was danger in the environment you wouldn't be able to breathe those long slow deep breaths you would be breathing like shallow rapidly so yeah the breath I even when you said that I was like sat back and fixed my posture and took a nice deep breath yeah. it's just just a huge thing that people are uh, struggling with unknowingly a lot of the time sometimes you just catch yourself and you're holding your breath or you're all tense and tight so you can just actively yeah. check in once an hour 
Maybe yeah. when you go to the bathroom, if you're at a red traffic light on your way to work, just use those little moments throughout the day as like a check-in. You know, um, like when you're making yourself a drink, like yeah. a cup of tea or something, you know, just, just okay, well, what's my energy doing? How am I feeling? What's happening with my mm-hmm. body right now? Mm-hmm. What do I need to do today that might just sort of help manage whatever it is that's come up? Love that. Yeah. Actionable, simple, easy to do. Amazing. Yeah. So I always end up, Caroline, with a few questions for you personally. So mm-hmm. we're going to go into those now. The first one is, what's something that you're into lately? So it could be on the same lines of holistic health. It could be something completely random, a new product that you bought, a new series that you're watching on TV. Um, I actually just started, um, my friend is teaching me crocheting. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, cool. My mom's gotten into I've that. I've only done one session with her so far, and I found it a little bit like, oh, this is actually a bit more complicated than <laughs> I thought. But it's quite good because it makes you have to really think about what you're doing, mm. and then it's just like a bit of a meditative yeah, kind yeah. of process. And so, um, yeah, so I'm I'm trying to do things that I haven't done before, and um, yeah. So the brain I've training. Got, I've got one tiny little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it might become a scarf by Christmas. Who yeah, knows? hopefully it will become something. <laughs> The next one is a book recommendation. It can be something to do with crystals or Reiki or a fiction book that you you like to read to calm down your mind. Um, The one that I read over the summer recently that really spoke to me was called The Art of Psychic Reiki. And it Mm, taps a little bit into some of the things that we talked about, which is about developing the intuitive um, sort of... um, developing your intuition alongside your Reiki practice and I can't remember who it's by off the top of my head I'll find it um but I found it really interesting um the way that she sort of explained about not being frightened of some of the things that might have come through for you whereas you know but actually embrace it and build on it because actually it's a really helpful tool to have when you are working with Reiki and seeing you know people and and so yeah, that was a really good read, and it's not a very big. It's like, it's, not, it's not a massive book, so actually, um, yeah, I really enjoyed that over the summer. Great, I'll find that. I'll put it in the episode show notes if people want to check it out. Is there a piece of takeaway advice? So just to summarize everything that we've discussed, a little motivation boost at the end of the episode to leave people with. Um, I just think that you know, take the time every single day to to check in with your energy. Just, you know, even if it's halfway through the day or regularly through the day and just adjust as necessary what you need to be doing to make sure that your energy is not being depleted. And just take my my five minutes after this now. (laughs) Yeah. And just bring something small in to just help once you've identified perhaps where you're at with that and keep that, keep doing that every day. Make sure you do it as much as you can because it can change on a you know an hourly basis and just listen to what your body is saying to you and if it's really talking to you and there's something that you desperately think all right I need to sort this then then go and find whatever it is that you need to do in order to help you manage it right that's definitely helped someone out there I know it <laughs> so last question Caroline is where can people find you so just remind us your clinic does it have a like clinic name um website or social media if people want to get in touch so um my business name is rebalance with reiki 
mm-hmm. and you can I have a website which is www.rebalancewithreiki.co.uk um, I'm on Instagram as well I'm at rebalance underscore with underscore Reiki so that's my uh, so that's on Instagram so you can connect with me um, on there I have my practice is actually in Hartford um, but I also do distance Reiki. So mm. if you wanted to give that a go, um, you can contact me on my on my um, website and all the information about distance Reiki is yep. on there as well. Yeah, I will link all of that, all your links um, spelled correctly in <laughs> the episode show notes. So you can all connect with Caroline if you're interested. And yeah, thank you so much to thank Lily you. as well for connecting us. I feel like yeah. the universe brought us together and I love to explore topics like this on the podcast just because it is such a holistic show and I want to have people who specialize in like the physical stuff and the diet and the fitness but also Reiki and homeopathy all sorts of stuff so you're you're the perfect person to have on to really like dive into Reiki and energy medicine today so thank you so much for your time it's been really good to connect thank you thanks for having me I really hope you enjoyed this episode If you did, I would love for you to leave me a rating and review on your podcast app as this helps to support the show and it allows it to reach more people with this valuable information. Come and say hi over on Instagram. I'm at Viva Natural Health. And if you haven't already, check out my website, vivanaturalhealth.co.uk for tons more free resources and to discover how I could support you further. I currently offer one-on-one consultation packages if you want my top level support then more affordable group programs and self-paced online courses. So there really is something for everyone. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll see you back here next week for another episode.